Hi, I'm Tamara, the host of Without Regret, the podcast, where I hope you'll learn how to live your best life, overcome obstacles, and become successful, whatever that means to you. Learn through my example, as well as my guests, who've all had to overcome adversity and learn to keep on moving forward and upward. Hello, welcome to episode nine of Without Regret, the podcast. Today, my special guest is my big brother. So his name is Tom, and we have the same mom and same dad. We have a large extended step family, you know, half siblings, step siblings, all that stuff. But he's the one that I have known my entire life. So he... Um, has an interesting, you know, story as well, just like I did. Obviously we grew up in the same house, um, but he had his own struggles apart from my struggles and he's, uh, really turned into quite the nice young man, I have to say. And to hear him tell it, that only really started happening in the last eight years. So he says he's an asshole and I'll let you listen. Um, this conversation went really long, so I'm going to cut it off. About halfway through and make it into two episodes because it was that much content. So here we go, me and my brother Tom. Did you talk to dad on his birthday? I did. He, I forgot. Um, totally forgot. I, like he called me and left me a voicemail and I was like. I I hate that. Um because I, I do, I forget, and you know, or like Father's Day, I I have a, I have a different um, opinion on Father's Day. Should I call him or should he call me? Because I'm a dad too. Who calls who? I don't know. Um, so, you know, sometimes I, especially his birthday. This year it fell on like a Tuesday or whatever it was. Um, mm-hmm. I I have to work, so you know I get up and I work all day and I I can't call him at work. I worked to do so. I. Uh, I took a nap after work and um, I woke up and I called him because I knew there, there's like a window. If I don't call him, he's going to call me. You didn't call me on my birthday. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't have, I don't feel like he has a whole lot going on. So he'll, uh, I think he just waits for, you know, a time to call me or a time for me to call him and it saddens me because he's old and lonely and um he's still hanging out with that piece of shit cousin of ours mm-hmm. and apparently he is out of jail and back hanging out with dad and him and his kid are both stealing from him on the regular so did he tell you all this when you called him no, but he he actually honestly he hasn't told me that um they're stealing from him since the cousin I don't want to mention names since the cousin got out of jail. Um <clears throat> but it yeah, it's it's yeah. if it's not already happening, it will be. 
I was just wondering if like what I was in for when I do finally call him back, which, you know, I don't know when that will be. He didn't call yeah. me like Friday. So I like completely spaced it. I normally at least think about it, like remember that it's his birthday, but totally. I mean, I was out of town. I was busy as crap. Like all the excuses, right? It's all excuses, but I, I didn't think about it. Okay. Let's start the real podcast now. All right. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. That was just a little intro into our lives with our father. <laughs> into our family, our dad life. I haven't really gotten much into dad. I haven't talked about him, I don't think, at all. Well, you were you were really young when the parents split up. Yeah. And you were um you were sheltered a lot from how that went down and by mom and me I did my best to kind of I don't know what I could could do at at nine and ten years old to um but I I knew stuff wasn't right and I didn't want you to see it so you know I did I did what I could um so there was that yeah well thank you I mean, and your baby sister. He's uh, you know, looking looking back, I don't. He, he was never intentionally a bad guy. He, I mean, having listened to what? Well, hold on, having listened to some of your previous guests, he was quite an angel. <laughs> he he was just a he, he was. He 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 had problems with alcohol. He had, he has mental illness issues. I don't blame him. Um, and it took me a long time to get to the point where I don't. Um, it you know just, just <laughs> growing up and having a kid and you know you you have ideas. My opinions. Um, this is. <laughs> For, for the listeners, these are all my opinions. I could be wrong. It's happened before. Um, he, after having kids, you realize, as a kid, I grew up thinking your parents knew everything. Your parents don't know shit. They don't. It's all a practice. First kid, <clears throat> you have no idea what you're doing. You they hand you a bundled up baby, send you home with it and say, try not to kill it. Um, yeah, like you're responsible for a human life and you take no classes. You get like no certification. <laughs> Just here you go, figure it out. I, I had a, a half-hearted, I mean, just kind of a jokey rule with um, my son's mom before she got, she got pregnant. She, she said she wanted a baby. I had never planned on having a baby. I um, I, um, I like kids. I have no problem with kids. Um, I just never saw one in my life. And, um, then I married a kindergarten teacher. (laughs) Good good luck. So she, uh, you know, she, from, from early on, she indicated that she wanted a baby. And I said, well, here's, here's the deal. We have this fern plant 
see if we can keep it alive for a year. If we keep it alive for a year, we get a pet. If we keep the pet alive for a year, we'll talk about a baby. <laughs> and, and honestly, that's kind of how it happened. Um, we kept the fern alive for almost exactly a year, and then that thing froze to death. Um, in Florida. <laughs> in Florida. And then, uh, and then we had a dog, and we kept the dog alive for a while. And, um, and then we had a baby and, um, we've kept him alive for almost 17 years. So maybe that's a ticket. <laughs> if, you're, if you're thinking about having a baby, practice with plants and animals first. Yes. If you kill them, bail out. You don't. Wasn't that, wasn't that kind of a thing on that movie, 28 Days with Sandra Bullock? Getting out I of know, the I know. I never saw that movie. Oh, okay. Well, that's no, a whole I, guy. He that because he wanted in a, a relationship. So it's not about a baby. It was about having a relationship. And they were like, keep a plant alive for so long, and then get a pet. Keep it. And so he's like running into the store with this pet. That's uh, I'm sorry, this plant that's dying, and he's just like, please help me. He's like, it's funny. It's a good movie. That's good. Um, no, I never saw that movie. I thought I was renting that movie and I ended up renting 28 Days Later, which is completely oh, different. totally different movie. Yeah, very yeah. similar name. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I going back to dad, I, I don't blame him personally. Um, and you know, we're, I, I have some, some thoughts on, you know, taking personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. responsibility um i think there are situations where i can give people a pass it. we did but but neither one of us neither one of us are raging alcoholics and neither one of us have like debilitating mental health mental health issues um which is amazing that we neither one of us have either <laughs> to to so when when our parents got divorced um my mom my mom's lawyer recommended um psychiatric evaluations for both both of our parents and um my mom was diagnosed with low self-esteem and um my dad was diagnosed with um, schizophrenia with um, delusions of grandeur, which basically um, paranoia, um, schizophrenia, and um, delusions of grandeur, which means basically, and I, I haven't looked this up, but um, everybody's out to get him, and um, he, he, he just... He never really had a grasp on reality and um and he thought that delusions of grandeur means you think you're better than everybody and uh, looking back you know that that's debilitating how how do you live through that and we didn't have that so and our dad's upbringing was a lot different mm-hmm. than ours um his 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 dad would um, would pit. He, my dad had uh, four four brothers and a sister, and our dad. Sorry, that's um, okay. I was just thinking you can say our dad. Just, you know. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he um. 
No, it's your dad. It's not my dad. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said at one time anyway. Um, just well, it, we'll 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 touch on that in a second yeah. too. Um, he uh he he grew up with four brothers and a sister, and um their dad was just kind of a dick. Um he would he would pit the brothers against each other. He would go to one of the brothers and say, Oh, you know look what he said about you. And then he'd tell that brother, oh, he said something about you. And they, they were completely unaware. And then they're fighting about it. That something that never happened that their dad just made up just to watch them fight, mm-hmm. dick move. So, um, I mean, he had a, a pretty crappy tra- childhood too. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that's, I don't, I don't feel like that's an excuse. I feel like I, I, I really make it more difficult. Yes. But again, I give him ability. I give him more of a pass, I guess, because um, of the mental health issues. I mean, there, there's certain things you can and can't control. And I think that. And, and he's taken it and, seriously, though, he could have taken medication and but I guess with that type of with that in the timing. illness he doesn't think he needs it exactly and that that's a that's that's a common thing even now people mm-hmm. who do realize that they have an issue they go and they get help and they get medication and the medication makes them feel like they're fine and they're like oh i don't need oh, it anymore i don't need the medication anymore i'm fine and mental health illness is not the same as a cold right you don't you don't take something and you're cured. You take something and maintain for the rest of your life. Yeah. And But we're so trained to think I take a pill and it fixes me. I took a pill and now I'm fixed and I don't have to take the pill anymore. And then you go off the deep end. And yeah, but I have so- MS and I take a pill and I feel great and don't have any issues. But that doesn't mean I stopped taking the pill. I know that. But, but it's not a mental health illness. So you're not, it's yes. not, it's not telling your brain you're fine. Right. So it is that's... technically telling my brain I'm fine. It kind of is. <laughs> true. True. I get all right. <laughs> Not in so, a mental way. I understand. So it, it took me a really like I blame dad for a, like a lot. And yeah, you were really um, angry with him for a long time. Oh, and yeah. I'm it, surprised to hear you say this now, to be honest. It it took a lot of years. It took. Um, so I went through a, a group. Um, the church I will say I still attend. Um, they did. They do a group called Freedom. It, it really, it, it talks a, a, a lot about like you know stuff you've buried in your past and stuff like that. And um, it. I also I, I did also a small group with that church, um, talking about like how to be like a great dad. And it's, it, it was based on a book written by Tony Dungy, um, who's an amazing person. So it, through those groups and, and talking about stuff and hearing other people's stories about their dads and stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, he, he's got issues, but I can't 100% blame him for. There are things I blame him for, absolutely, but... Um, I kind of give him a pass because of the mental health issues. So a, a bit of a pass. I don't, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't walk away scot-free just because you're sick. Um, 
Right. And at the end of the day, he loved us in his own, he loves us. He's still alive. He does, but I don't, but I don't think he knows the meaning of the word. No, he know. I think he knows that he's got children and he's supposed to feel some type of way. Right. (laughs) And is supposed to brag about them. Yes. But he can make stuff up and brag about us anyway. I'm sure he does. I'm sure we call him all the time to his friends. And I'm a hundred percent certain. And I'm pretty certain that that's why we got the voicemail from the step monster years ago. Right. About not calling. Was it father's day? I still have that saved somewhere. It's, it's, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You should, you need to find it and send it to me so I can edit it in. I totally (laughs) want to play it. I will call that bitch out. That, well, you know, again, I bet he told her, you know, my kids call me once a week. We talk all the time, blah, blah, blah. And we don't because I know my personal reasons. I don't have four hours to kill every day. So, um, and listening to the drama, it's exhausting. The bullshit drama and the, um, the same exact story over and over and over and over again. And he just, and that's where it, it, it hurts me because I mean, he, he spent like an hour and a half telling me how to take apart and put back together a Maytag washer. I don't have a Maytag washer. So I'm like, that's, that's the lonely part. You know, He, Mm -hmm. he just, he's craving somebody to talk to. And that, that sucks, but, um, yeah, so. No better you than me. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Every now and then I take one for the team. Yeah. I guess no, I'm, just not, I'm not, I'm to the point where I don't blame him. I don't necessarily give him a pass. I just disassociate. Like, I just don't care anymore. I do right. not care anymore. I guess, I guess I'm at the point where, I mean, he's 82 years old. He's, I he's still alive. He's not going to be mm-hmm. for much longer. And I don't. <laughs> you don't want him to die without, like, forgiveness? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, which brings me to the other thing I thought a, a whole lot about after you asked me to be on here. I, so the, without regret, I have a ton of regrets, but not, not for things I've done. Everything I've done has created who I am, mm-hmm. but what, how I've made other people feel things I've said and done that and how it how it affected them and I think that's one of the things with dad is I don't want him to die thinking I didn't love him and I don't want him to die thinking that I don't want him to die with me thinking I didn't love him or that I I didn't appreciate him so there's, you know, that. Um, I guess if you're going to have regret, that's probably 
the one area you sh not with dad specifically but just with regret making how how you made other people feel i get that right there's there's a quote um i i can't remember who it's attributed to but i've read it a million times um they'll forget what you said they'll forget what you did they won't forget how you made them feel thank you yep, yep. <laughs> so um yeah I, I try you know i'm i'm ancient now but and it took me a long time <laughs> i um our parents our parents are serious rebels like like mom like you know ditched her pretty pretty cushy family life mm -hmm. for our dad who you know was um his own version of uh on the waterfront or uh who is that that uh a beautiful mind i don't know no I, those, <laughs> those, those those 50s movies with rebel without a cause oh and, yeah 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 so um she did you know her cushy family life for that and which was just you know but I grew up with that mom being a rebel I'm not going to do it their way I'm going to do it my own way and mm -hmm. dad kind of the same way so that that's where I was for a mm -hmm. long time I was like you know oh me too I definitely you can tell me you can tell me how to do it a hundred times and I mean I I squeaked through school doing that um I remember this is funny um second grade we're out on the ball field and we're going to play this game called chicken ball it was very similar to like t-ball or baseball or what whatever or kickball but they yeah it was kickball because the the big red mm -hmm. bruise inducing ball they roll it and you kick it and you run to first base but you don't run to second base like in the running bases you never run to second base you run to first base and first base to third base which is like twice as long and we're out there and i kick and i kick it hard and far so i have plenty of time probably to get to third base but no i'm not going to play by their rules i ran to second base <laughs> what my friends are like what are you doing and i'm like right. why would you skip second base so I took, I took a test, an online test, you know, one of those silly ones. Not yeah. really. I actually went and looked for this one. This was not on Facebook or anything like that. I went and looked for one, like an online test to see if you're um, on the spectrum. Hmm. I think we're all on the spectrum, but. I'm told, well, I'm on, I'm on the low end. Like I'm, I'm social-ish. <laughs> you're pretty until, social until i don't want to be me too yeah um but yeah there were some things on there and i'm like huh Who i mean knew? i think i think you're extroverted too mm -mm, mm. absolutely not no? um i'm not shy i'm not shy at all and i'll talk to anybody but being on wears me out yeah, no, me like, too. But I'm also like, starts ex extrovert, which is weird to me because I do feel like there's a 
you know, I have my moments where I'm just like, go away, leave me alone. I don't want to talk on the phone. I'm not going to answer your text. I'm not going to answer. I'm just going to be by myself because being all exhausts me too. Yeah. Um, and, and really it, I have, I have small windows. I, I enjoy my alone time. I love it when nobody else, nobody else is in the house. I would say I'm, I'm not shy, but I'm somewhat introverted. Um, just because like, I like being on, but when I'm done, it's, yeah. it's nap time. It's, you know, I need to be away and just like headphones, music, nothing else. Um, yeah, I think, I think, um, so I was diagnosed um, hyperactive back when, in the seventies, when every kid in America was diagnosed hyperactive because parents didn't want to deal with their kids. And that, that's. I feel like more people are diagnosed with it now than they were back then. But when I was well, young back then, I don't really know. But like, I feel like everybody's diagnosed with either autism or ADD nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and, and allergic to peanuts. Um, <laughs> seriously. It, um, it's, but that was, that was kind of the beginning of it was like the sixties and seventies when, um, Ritalin came out and people are like, I can't control my kid. Yeah. I was, I was prescribed Ritalin. Our mom said, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, the school would not let me in, let me back in school until I was on Ritalin. So the doctor, um, gave placebos that looked like Ritalin, sent them to the school. They were in the office. I had to go down to the office and take my Ritalin every day. And the school was very happy, but I was never on a pill. Yeah. I was, I was kicked out of that school. Did you know back then that it wasn't really Ritalin? No. Or did you think it was? You thought it was too. I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it, it, placebo effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I take this, it's supposed to make me calm, therefore I'm going to be calm. Exactly. And um, I had... Do you think you were misdiagnosed? Not misdiagnosed. I just, I, I think I was probably on the autistic spectrum. spectrum. Um, loud noises still, still set me off somewhat. I have way more control over it than a small brain child, but um, yeah, there, there's, there's definitely, you know... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was expelled from that school. Um, I, I forgot to ask mom. I meant to ask mom. Um, that was a public school. I was expelled in second grade, expelled, kicked out, do not come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they put me in a Lutheran school, little, little private school. And I don't remember how long it was. I was there. It felt like a month. It may have been a week, but, um, I went bat nuts crazy. And I think it was like maybe first or second year teacher. And she was not used to that in a very, you know, polite religious Lutheran school. And um, I was expelled from there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So it, I really all the way up until probably seventh eighth grade I really had a lot of anger issues and stuff like that and I blame that you know for 
not doing well. But you mentioned in like the first episode that I was bullied. I was, but I wasn't. Um, I feel like I brought a lot of that on myself. Like I was an asshole to people. I like you were an I took asshole a lot, to me. I was I was a I was an <laughs> I was an asshole. And and if you have a kid that you think is being bullied, watch watch what your kid is doing. Don't automatically blame people and say my kid is being bullied. And it happens. I'm not saying it doesn't. Mm-hmm. That you know your your kid may be just a little different, whatever. Or, or people bully people because people bully people because they don't feel good about themselves. Right. Yeah. Totally. I was also a bully. I was an asshole to people. And I look back and I'm like, was I picked on, or were people reacting to me being a dick? Mm-hmm. So. I, I look back at things I did and I'm like, you were a dick and you deserve to get your ass kicked for that. <laughs> but let's give you a pass because you had ADHD and maybe autism. Yeah. I mean, I was, like, I mean, I we definitely... can talk about, we can talk about our great nephew, not to name names again. Right. What I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. So you could say he's an asshole, but he's on the spectrum right i mean honestly before he was diagnosed i was like that kid's an asshole yeah oh i thought i just thought he was spoiled um so where yeah, those are kind of... talking about add where were we squirrel <laughs> I, Tom, in, I kid you not i think i have add i have come to the realization lately that I honestly, God, think I have ADD. I don't, I don't think, think I had it to the magnitude you had when you were a kid, but maybe it's adult onset ADD. I don't know, but I think I'm ADD. I think we're all kind of forced to have ADD now because yeah, so we are much. so expected to multitask everything. Mm-hmm. And humans are not designed to multitask. No, we're just not. But then somebody said, oh, look, I can type and talk at the same time. And all the managers said, Everybody needs to do that. Mm-hmm. Why are you stopping typing while you're talking? Do all your jobs at the same time. Yeah. We need more productivity. And here we are. Do it all. And, you know, mom, mom used to have a, a thing on her desk when, I think probably when she was working at Finger Hut. Anyway, it said, we have done so much with so little for so long that pretty soon we'll be able to do everything with nothing i don't know why i remember that i do i remember it, it now that you mention it though i remember that but it hits me every single day because you know i'm expected to do my job when you know systems don't work yeah i i can't get into our database system okay we'll just write everything down and then do it later right on top of doing it once the system's back up everything that you would be doing anyway right yeah i'm like yeah so there's also that saying though if you want something done give it to the busy give it to someone who's busy right (laughs) yep Yep. yeah that's true so um i'm not saying you don't have adult onset add i'm not a doctor yeah well i don't and i don't know that i necessarily want to be medicated other than the fact that adderall can help you lose weight (laughs) 
but honestly, I kind of want to try Adderall. <laughs> like I, you know, we we've discussed this before, and you discussed it in previous episodes. We've both experimented with certain mind-enhancing chemical, whatever. Um, I no longer do any of those. I don't either. No, I, I had some. Or, well, alcohol. Night. Yeah, I had some bourbon last night, um, but I, I barely. Um, but I've never tried. I was never a pill person. I don't trust big pharma. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, you know, Oxycontin was supposed to be safe and unaddictive. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a there's a um, there's a documentary on Netflix called The Pharmacist, and it'll blow your mind. This episode brought to you by Netflix. Um, <laughs> I'm getting you sponsors today. Oh, awesome! Um, Thank you. I need sponsors. <laughs> Net, Net, Netflix, this is a great one. Sponsor this one. Big Pharma, we love you. Sponsor. Um, not really. This is yeah. So my Adderall. <laughs> so i i really like i had friends who who were you know all about the pills and i'm like no yeah i never got into the pills either um um, weed come on that's natural it grows everywhere you can throw a seed down in the woods and it's going to pop up that you know i'm not all about the new strains and all of the um the shops that you know sell all these um, genetically modified things that, you know. Yeah, let's take something natural that people sold illegally and now legalize it and genetically modify it. And like, you know, I want my right non-GMO now. weed. Thank you very much. Right. Now, it's, <laughs> now, now that it's, it's touched by the government and ha- is genetically modified, now it's legal. But when it yeah. just grew in the woods, <laughs no, no, you can't. No, that that's not cool. Yeah, pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I I, I avoided pills, but I kind of want to try Adderall. I mean, um, I tried it once. Um, somebody yeah. that I not worked directly with, but was like a you know in the industry or whatever, but didn't work for the same company. Um, gave me a couple to try because he felt like it gave him energy and let him focus more. It didn't let him focus more. So I tried it and it did not affect me that way at all, at all. And I was like, hmm. Hmm. now I think about it going, hmm, maybe I am ADD. And that's why it had the opposite effect on me. Cause that's why people take it in like college and stuff. So they can stay awake for hours right. and study, you know, but it didn't it's, have that effect on me. It's, it's supposed to speed up your brain so much that it slows it down, something like that. Because you're it, actually it, ADD. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you're not ADD, it has, you know, one effect. If you are ADD, it calms you down versus giving you energy or whatever, I guess. Well, I, I, don't, don't I, I don't have a problem being calm now. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, I was off the chain, like yeah. bouncing off walls and just a psychopath. So here's the um, thing. I've heard stories, of course, 
about running across desktops at school and swinging from doors. And I've heard all the stories, but I don't remember ever witnessing you be that way. I don't remember ever seeing you be like crazy wild. I remember you getting with mom and her having to sit on you, but I don't remember you being- I don't remember it ever. I don't remember ever doing it at home. At home. Interesting. Hmm. School a lot. And well, I think too much expected of kids in school at a young age anyway to sit still and not move around. And I think it's unrealistic. Yeah. When I was um when I was helping with Ethan when mm-hmm. Ethan was in, in Cub Scouts, um my son okay. Ethan. Is it okay to say his name? Sure. Did you get his permission in writing? I have not, but I haven't given any last names either. When he was in Cub Scouts, I volunteered with them. And it's, it's all a bunch of like, you know, six, seven year olds. And they're just like, you can, they they visibly vibrate. Like, (laughs) like, um, I mean, they just, they physically cannot stay still. Yeah. So, you know, we We'd sit them down and we'd, you know, teach them how to tie this knot or whatever. And then we'd take them outside and, and make them run, yeah. not make them, tell them to run, you know, Hey, we're going to play this game called suicides. Like that's a football thing where they run five yards and back and then 10 yards and back and 15 yards and back. And, and they're brutal, <laughs> but they will wear you out in a second. Me these kids just, can we run more? Can we run more? And we're like, yes. You know what? Run down to the store and get me some <laughs> Red Bull. Cause I don't have the energy to even look at you right now. Right. Maybe Red Bull is somebody's answer to everybody saying, if we could just bottle this energy, <laughs> these kids have right? Red Bull sponsor me. Oh, I was just going to say something horrible about them. Oh, you can. I doubt they're going to sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bottle this energy and make it taste like shit. Right? Why does it taste oh. like medicine? Ugh. Anyway. Oh, it's nasty. And then put um, vodka in it? Ew. Yuck. I can't even. But Rockstar has a beverage called Punched, which tastes exactly like red Kool-Aid and not medicine. And it is fantastic. I can't take it anymore because I can't drink it anymore because like my heart, I feel like my, uh, the last time I drank it, I thought my heart might was going to explode. <laughs> but I'm old. So and um, we, I think we both have ADD because I don't even know what subject we're supposed to be on right now. <laughs> I have no idea. We were talking about dad and I yeah. don't think we finished that conversation. And now we're talking about Red Bull. I don't. I'm done with him now. This is like every phone conversation we ever have. We talk about 300 yes. different things and solve nothing. And never finish one discussion. This is going to help so many people. <laughs> How? How is this going to help it's, people? It's, They're going to be like, like oh, watching, I have ADD too. It's like watching Jerry Springer. <laughs> My life isn't nearly that bad. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> well, I wanted to say, you know, I wanted to go back to, I, I don't think it's fair, one, to compare 
our life story to somebody else's life story, right? No, not at all. And we all have a pile of shit. Everyone's yeah. got some right. pile of shit. And if you don't, you're lying or you just have, don't know about it yet. Haven't figured it out yet. But um, so I don't think it's fair to compare. And I know you didn't compare live on here, but when we talked the other day, you were mentioning that, yeah. but, you know, um, I think we grew up knowing dad's issues and it was kind of normal to us, but just hearing you talk about it now with his official diagnosis and he left out pathological liar. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, about that, that one. one. Thank you. Um, you know, dad was, dad was quite the character. I mean, we have People. issues because of it. Yeah. You know, we have issues because of it, but at the same time, you know, you're giving him a pass or whatever. Um, mental illness is real. It's something I struggle with understanding fully, you know, you know, right. I had issues with that with my most recent ex-husband. Um, having a hard time just understanding depression in general for someone that I felt like had no reason to be depressed. Like, I, but that you don't have to have a reason. I guess that's the thing that I don't, I have, a, I struggle with that because I've never struggled with true, real debilitating depression. Have I had moments? Yes. But I get, I snap yeah. myself out of it without medication. So I don't get it. And, and I think most people feel that way. Um, I mean, with the passing of um, Chester Bennington and mm-hmm. um, Robin Williams, Robin Williams mm-hmm. and um, Garden. Damn it. Anyway, genius. I feel like but I anyway, fun, but... these people are Robin Williams on top of the world. One of the, the most famous comedians in the entire world for th- 40 years, 30 years. Yeah. Um, you know, every time you saw him, he was hilarious. How could he be depressed? Right. He had a Chester Bennington. Wife, great family. Like, right. Why right. would he? Need- I mean, he, he struggled with drugs or drugs and alcohol. Drugs and alcohol. He was probably self-medicating because of the depression. Right. Um, you know, Chester Bennington, like amazing singer. The guy from um, NXS, Chris Cornell. That was depression, but anyway. There's don't, a conspiracy theory on that one. The conversation. Chester Bennington, back to Chester Bennington. Chester Bennington and I, Chris Cornell from Soundgarden. Um, top of the world, amazing singers, amazing artists. Just you know, from what we saw on the outside, amazing people. How could they be so depressed that they would take take their own life? Mm-hmm. How could somebody that has it all like? When I was younger, I didn't feel like I had anything close to it at all. I didn't feel like I had anything. Mm-hmm. I At that point, I could understand why somebody would want to take their life. They have nothing to live for. These people have everything to live for. Mm-hmm. So depression has absolutely nothing to do with happiness, which boggles my mind. I don't mm-hmm. understand it. I'm starting to understand it. And I think, you know, with with those three for me, and I'm sure you know, other people, for other people, we see that they don't go hand in hand. Happiness and the smile on your face when you're walking down the street has nothing to do with what you're going through on the inside. And and outside circumstances have nothing to do with how somebody with depression feels. Mm-hmm. You know, cheer up, buddy. 
It's not about right. it, it, which boggles my mind. Just, right. know, think of all the good things you have. Focus on the positive. Right. And none of those things work for, for people. And really know, us, yeah. Right. And and it's we have such a stigma. It's it's getting less, but we have such a stigma about mental health in America. Mm-hmm. It's and probably people, honestly worse in other places than America. <laughs> But yeah, absolutely. Those those kind of those kind of places where they behead you because you're a little bit different. Right. Yeah. Um, but but we really do, we do have a stigma in America about you know getting help and seeing a therapist and um, a couple of things that really helped me out a lot were um, I saw a therapist from fifth grade to eighth or ninth grade um that was when I went to the private school it was right before I think I saw him a couple times while I was going there that helped me out a lot it helped me like calm down and really it was it was odd because I don't really remember like him like teaching me anything we would sit in his office and we would play gin rummy for an hour and his thing, and I found this out later. I just thought we were going to play the game. I'm going to play gym well, with this. Gym Remy night. Gym Remy. Right. Gym yep. Remy. And um, and mom told me later that she's like, you get focused on the game, and your mouth starts moving, and you're not thinking about what you're saying. You're just saying what's in your head, and that's how he helped you. Mm-hmm. Like blasphemy <laughs> right <laughs> trickery you're screwing with a 10 year old's head um yeah but you know it needed screwing with. <laughs> it did it really I'm did I was, that i didn't get to go talk to him i'm jealous i'm i'm sad that you did not get to go to the private school because i feel like you would have made way more out of it than I did. I had, I had all these opportunities that were given to me. Um, have we mentioned the name of the school? Is that? I did in my other one. Yeah. Okay. So Shattuck, mom. um, mom busted her ass to get me in there mm-hmm. and, you know, I went and, and then I met these other kids who were there because they didn't want to be there. They're parents were getting divorced and they wanted them out of the picture while they were getting divorced or their parents we had a we had a lot of kids at that time um their parents worked in the oil industry in Saudi Arabia Um, American kids and Saudi Arabian kids um and they went there (laughs) so much money in that yeah so um but there were there were a lot of kids that didn't want to be there because you know, they wanted to be home with their parents, but they, the parents sent them away for one reason or another. And I, I ended up hanging out with a, a lot of those kids and then kind of adopting that mindset of, you know, I don't want to be here. This is a jail. I was sent away. Oh. Even though I, from the beginning, I wanted it. I absolutely wanted to go there. I could not wait to get there. And then I started adopting these other kids' mindsets and I did put my, put um, effort into what my work and um I didn't qualify for a scholarship the second year that's why I didn't go back because 
I was an asshole. Um, so um, same thing with the Navy. I went in the Navy out of high school. Um, I never really applied myself in high school because I'm an asshole. <laughs> That's what we're going to title this episode. Yeah, no, so um, the asshole. Right? Definitely um, going to title it that. And the one with the F-bombs. <laughs> I haven't dropped it fucking yeah, F-bomb Yeah, yet. we got time. <laughs> I, just, I just did. That was I know, but I you kind of censored it. So you're going to have to try again. I, I skated through high school because, you know, teachers didn't want me in, my, in their class the next year. Mm-hmm. I, I tell people all the time, I was a straight C student, top 95% of my class. So um, after high school, I went in the Navy. Um, a little bit because you know, I, I am patriotic. I, I definitely support the country and I, you know, um, but a little bit because I didn't have options. I, I, you know, I was always told growing up, you can be whatever you want to be. You got to follow that up with bust your ass. You can be yeah, anything you, you want be, to be if you apply yourself and, you know, don't screw around all the time and really put your mind to what you want to do. Have a goal and get there. Um, I was told you can be anything you wanted to be. But it stopped there. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I don't blame our parents for that. <clears throat> Like I said, as a parent, you're just throwing shit up against a wall, hoping something sticks. Yeah. It's all guesswork. You I know? think I, I mean, did that with Tracy, too. I think I just told her you can be whatever you want to be and chase your dreams. You know, all that. Right. Stuff. Yeah. And it, but no unless, advice on how to get there, because I didn't know. Right. At that time, I, I, I had no idea. Um, so after high school, I went in the Navy. Um, again my choice i chose my career field in the navy and i get there and i'm like i i, I was great in boot camp um i get through boot um, in boot camp i was doing great on all the tests i became a section leader i in kind of a, a recruit not not in charge of everybody but a recruit in charge of a certain section of people and kind of a role model whatever and then I graduated from that and I had a, uh, a school, which was part of my enlistment. And it was, it, it was a very good school. I could have done very well, but I went to that school and decided to treat it like I treated high school. I'm not going to study. I'm just going to show up there. They don't take kindly to that. So mm-hmm. I really just kind of tossed that away. I got kicked out of that school in a couple of months and um, ended up going to the ship undesignated. And then again, I started hanging out with people who didn't really want to be there. Some people back in the, in the late 80s, actually all the way up until pr- probably um, the 2000s, there was, it was very common for <clears throat> judges to sentence you to military service rather than jail. Um, for for less than violent crimes, things like that. Um, there were some guys that were in there because they got DUIs and the judge basically gave them a choice. Do you want to go to jail for five years or you want to go in the military for four years? And you have a choice. You can go in the Air Force, Army, Navy, whatever you want to do. So just join the military and we'll let you off. What if the military and, wouldn't have taken them? Um, I mean, that's a whole I mean, other question, but anyway. <laughs> 
they they let more people in back then they don't do it so much anymore yeah. it's i don't think it's that much of a thing but there were there were quite a few and i ended up hanging out with those people because they were fun and then you know i don't want to be here and that's why i got out after four years and i look back and you know i have i have friends that have retired now and i have friends who got out when i got out and we talk about it and all of us who did not retire are saying dude we would have been retired like 15 years ago yeah and we're still young ish we could still have a regular job plus the income from the retirement and really was it all that bad or was it just not home you know Mm -hmm. and so that that's a little bit of a regret I have is not staying in my life would be it's not really a regret it's just I know my life would be completely different I probably would have never gotten married I had strong feelings about getting married while I was in the military um leaving somebody home alone for and if you do that I I get it we're different people I just I couldn't do it I couldn't leave somebody a high likelihood. I, I mean, I don't know. I can't, I don't know the real statistics, but it just seems like to me that I saw a shit ton of infidelity. Exactly. On both sides, I'm sure. Yep. The one that's home alone and the one and the one that's deployed. I you know I saw the deployed end because that's where I was and those are the people I was and hanging out. I saw out the with. at home side. Right. And I remember and... saying I never want to date a military guy because of you. Right. It's, um, and I never did. <laughs> yeah. And really, I, I didn't, I didn't date when I was in the military. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't so. know if that had much to do with you being in the military or just being a dork, but anyway, <laughs> I love you. I swear I do. I said I didn't date and I never got married. Gotcha. But you've um, been married three times. <laughs> I'm on my third. Third time the charm. Third time. They say that. The. Uh... I'll never know. So I'm going to end this episode right here. We'll pick up uh, next week where we talk about, you know, start talking about marriage and stuff like that. But um, there was, it's hard to find a good stopping point. So it might seem a little bit abrupt, but um, I'm just going to have to end this episode here. And um, we'll continue next week with the conversation with my brother. I just want to remind everyone who might be thinking about taking your own life, suicide is not the answer. Please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255.